Hello and welcome back to another edition of the weekly K-pop roundup, rounding up some of my favorite songs that come out this week in the world of K-pop. I'm your host, Ginanman, and for today's episode, we're going to be covering some of the songs that I liked that came out this week, and also some news that came out in the K-pop industry as well. Um, this is actually a new feature of this show that I want to implement, so along with some songs that I particularly like this week, I'm also going to add some K-pop news that I think you might find interesting. So hopefully you guys like what's coming in this week's episode. But before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you like what we do, don't forget to like, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on just about any podcast platform to think of. And for an Apple podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the five-star rating on the podcast. It helps it a lot. And last but not least, our social media will be in the podcast description below. Be sure to follow at Kpop Rumble Podcast on Instagram to follow the latest on the podcast. And we also have an email as well. So if you want to email in on anything or any suggestions you want for the show, email us at kpoprama at gmail.com. But without, without further ado, let's get into this week's K-pop Roundup. Right, so to start, so to kick off the Roundup, we have Alcohol Free, which is a comeback that TWICE did back on June 8th which is the title track for their upcoming EP that actually released today actually, which is June 11th, called Taste of Love. Now this title track is unsurprisingly written by JYP himself, as he literally name dropped his name in like the first 10 seconds of the song, as he does. And I have to say, um, going into the song, I kind of expected this song to be like the typical twice summer song that is going to be really groovy, really dance-like, and it's going to have an earworm that will leave me like thinking about the melody for at least three months. But instead, we got something totally different and something that's honestly pretty new from TWICE, I have to be honest, as, you know, instead of all of those things that I've talked about that I kind of expected with this particular song in Alcohol Free, we instead got possibly one of the chillest twice songs i have ever heard and instead of the high energy dance song for the summer you got the super chill pool party summer song where this is like totally the kind of song where you would totally be drinking a margarita from like a nice cup in front of like a pool or at the beach if that makes sense which i think is exactly what this song is trying to go for in terms of mood and vibe but i think probably my favorite part about this change of pace in terms for twice anyway is the fact that this song is very much latin inspired and i feel like this is genuinely a very inspired choice by jyp because you know as i already said already like um, this is something that TWICE has, hasn't really done before, I believe. Like, I can't really recall a moment where any of the music that they've done in the past, like, resembles any form of Latin music, if you get what I mean. And, you know, this is their first time doing it. And I feel like when you look at the song in terms of musical arrangement, I just feel like it's just done very well. 
And I think they got the vibe that you're supposed to get from Latin music spot on with this song. And I think that's probably the best compliments that you could say about the song because it's just genuinely just really, really good as a Latin inspired song. Like, you know, for me, like what's important in a Latin inspired song is to have a really good rhythmic, rhythmic section in the song. And what I mean by that is like, you know, um, in other songs that are Latin inspired in K-pop, you have a really, really good and groovy percussion percussion section in the background somewhere doing something on whatever instrument. Like, for example, like um, Egoistic comes to mind from Mamamoo, where they literally have like an acoustic guitar in the back and they have some very, very groovy electronic sounds and percussion in the back, which makes it incredibly groovy to dance to and it's very very good and in here they have the very same thing actually the only difference is that it's at a more slower pace which you know is still a thing in latin music but it's different but it works ultimately which is great and i just feel like everything about that is just really well done and also they also just add the Typical um, twice electronic flair that you have like in the background with all of like the electronic sounds in the music So at that addition was also really cool as well um, I think in terms of the the song itself. I think the only Criticism I have of the song really to be totally honest is the fact that um, You know despite everything that I've said and all of the good things that I've said about this song it's Unfortunately, not exactly a song that has like a clear earworm and it's not exactly as catchy compared to other Twice songs. Like, I mean, honestly, if you want to like judge this song, this on catchiness alone, um, most Twice songs that they have done in the past would probably blow this song out of the water, unfortunately. Like, um... Um, there's like a reason why songs like TT, which is a song that came out like I think five years ago now, is so iconic. You know, it's because the melody of that song is just incredibly catchy and so groovy. And unfortunately, with a song like this, like I just feel like it doesn't really do that, even despite the fact that it's just an incredibly vibey and very good song in its own right. So, unfortunately, I feel like. This is like the only criticism that I can honestly give for a song like this. But to the song's credit, um, I feel like even if the song isn't exactly an earworm, like at least to what we're used to in a Twice song anyway, like I feel like this is definitely a song that will probably grow on you. Like it's definitely one of those songs where you just grow to like it after just listening to it for a very long period of time. So, you know, I, I feel like it's generally one of those songs because for me, like I've, you know, in order to prepare for this episode, I kind of listened to it for maybe like, maybe like an hour or like half an hour as I was like writing up my script. And I feel like slowly but surely, I actually kind of grew to like the song a lot more. And I kind of understood the, I guess the groovy nature of it a lot more the more I listen to it but that was only after like listening to it a lot so you know again it's 
this song is definitely one of those songs where, you know, there's probably a a chance that you might not like it first listen, but after giving it a chance and you know listening to it for a while, you might grow to like it, or you might not. It's honestly how your brain kind of reacts to it, I guess. But yeah, like for me, like it's definitely a song that I'll probably like a lot more. And you know, at the end of the day, it's still a very good, a solid summer song. And I think in terms of you know music style and whatnot, I I just appreciate the fact that Twice, you know, decided to do something that they haven't really done before. And you know, it's honestly good. To see them do something out of their comfort zone, because, I mean, as I already said already, like they haven't done like Latin music, ever before. So, you know, seeing them do new stuff like this is a lot of fun and great to see. But moving on to the music video for, um, alcohol free. Um, I think in terms of visuals, I mean, there isn't really much to say. Really, like it's honestly stunning, which. I mean, considering it's like a JYP music video, I think you shouldn't really be surprised at that because you know they always do twice justice in any music video they do. Like they're all they're always good in the music video itself. Like it's fantastic, and I love the whole concept about it. And they totally like gave off the chill summer vibes that I think they're supposed to give off with this song and alcohol free. So all of that is great.、Um, I think as a side note as well,、um, I heard that they actually filmed the music video in Jeju. As I think、um, some people accidentally leaked the fact that they were filming in Jeju for this music video. So there's that. But、um, but on the on the filming location, I think they totally took advantage of the fact that they were filming in Jeju because, as I already said already,、um, the backdrops of the music video itself are. Is gorgeous, and you know I'm kind of jealous that Korea has like a very like very picturesque version of Hawaii, just relatively close by. It's kind of crazy when you think about it, considering like Korea is like so far away from like a place like Hawaii, where like they you know Hawaii is a paradise, and Jeju Island is a paradise, a very unique one in of itself as well. So there's all of that. But I think the main thing I want to talk about with the music video and also of、uh, the song in general is just how this concept in of itself. This again, this shows the progression that Twice has gone through in terms of the kind of concepts that they're you know releasing nowadays. As you know,、um, I'm sure this is like pretty well documented, and I'm sure most fans and have seen this already, but. You know, in the very beginning, back when Twice was doing their debut, like they weren't even doing concepts like this at all. Like they were doing very cute and lots of like teenage or like girl, or not girl, but like school related kind of concepts, which was good at the time, as you know they were still debuting and they were all relatively young as well. So you know it made sense at the time, but now they're moving on to more. Sexier and arguably more mature themes as well, which I think just makes just total sense, really, to be honest. Because you know, you know, you can't do like the stuff that you did back in twenty fifteen forever, if you get what I mean. So, yeah, it just it just makes sense, and I just feel like at this point of you know the story of Twice, you know, as a group, 
Like, it just makes sense for them to do a, this kind of concept. And I think, in a way, when I think about it now, like, this song in Alcohol Free kind of kind of serves as like a crossroads between the cute stuff that they did before back way back in the beginning and like the stuff that they're doing now as you know I just feel like this song kind of encapsulates both the cute and fun stuff that Twice has done and also like this new sexy and the mature route that they're doing as well as you know, I mean, it, it's kind of really evident in the music lyrics and this, the general nature of the song itself. As you know, you know, they're talking about falling in love with someone, but at the same time, they're referencing alcohol and they're name dropping, you know, different alcohol drinks and using it as a way to describe how they're literally drunk in love with someone, if you get what I mean. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a song meant for more older audiences and not exactly like. Um, maybe not exactly like the teenage audience. So you know, you, if you get what you, you get what I mean there. So yeah, um, this song is just a very fun summer song where you know twice, um, for the first time in quite a while has decided to do the summer song in a very very different way. And for me, I'm quite a fan, big fan of it. As you know, for me, it's kind of grown on me after listening to it for quite a while. But at the same time, it's still, you know, a song that isn't exactly what you would expect from Twice. And I imagine for some people, they probably might not be a fan of it. So you know, it's definitely one of those songs where, you know, some people might like it and some people might not. But Overall, like I just feel like it's a very well done comeback, and you know, just listening to the rest of the EP as well, it sounds a lot of fun as well, and it follows the same kind of vibe that this this song had, this song in uh, Alcohol Free has. So if you're into this kind of like chill, relaxed, but a lot of fun, like kind of summer kind of song, then I highly recommend you check out the EP as it definitely has more of this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, um, moving on to the second song on the roundup today, we have Broken Me by BM. Now, this song was released on June 9th and is part of BM's solo debut as Card is kind of on hiatus at the moment. Now, I'm not gonna lie, um, going into this debut as well, um, I kind of expected the song to be like a very R&B or hip-hop inspired kind of song, but instead, this debut like solo debut by bm the surprised the hell out of me as to start like this song has bm singing like properly singing which honestly for me is kind of a big change because you know as i've already mentioned already like i'm kind of used to seeing bm being the rapper guy if you will because that's what he does most of the time in card which i feel like is probably unfair because he's probably sung before but for me this is kind of the first time for me to hear him sing so it's quite a change for me and i have to say he's very very good at it um now granted um he's an idol he probably should be good at singing but still like it's i'm just honestly really impressed by his singing style like it's very very good and his voice can go super low like really really low <laughs> you get on it if you get what i mean but it works with a song like this because 
um, for because this song is very much inspired by 2000s emo punk rock music, which honestly for me I dig a lot because um, for me uh, when I was a kid because I was born in '98, so I grew up in the 2000s. Like I, I kind of grew up listening to this kind of stuff. <laughs> like it's. It, it 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 for me like instantly gave me a nostalgia hit because you know I grew up listening to like bands like Linkin Park, um, Thirty Seconds to Mars, um, My Chemical Romance, like these kind of grungy, edgy bands full of angst, and you just hear it and feel it in the music and you know this song very much reminded me of that kind of thing as it's very much you know an homage and it and takes inspiration from this era of music which i love and apparently um bm has been on record to say that he listened to a lot of music from bands like lincoln park as a kid so i can totally see where he got the inspiration for this kind of song as he just nailed like all the aspects of the emo punk rock song as he, it literally has everything it has you know the grungy edgy full of angst kind of you know feeling that you get with emo punk rock music so you know in that regard bm nailed it out of the park here i really love the musical aspect of it and i also like the fact as well that you know even if this song is supposed to be like an homage to emo punk rock like he still manages to add in some of his own flair so like he like incorporates a few rap lines and he raps some bits in the song which i i think was quite tasteful like it it actually worked with a song like this and i really like the fact that he did something like that because you know it adds his own character in this kind of song as you know like it, it it i don't think it would really matter how much he did if he didn't like rap as much in the song but you know it for me it just adds this like extra like attitude and flavor that you would expect from bm because at the end of the day like you know for most people they would expect bm to be you know the rapper guy you get what i mean so it just it just mixes both of those music styles really well in a song like this so all of that is great um music video wise um this video that accompanies the music the song in broken me just reflects the punk pop nature of the song like it like i i feel like really when you think about it like the music video just enhances the grungy and edgy feeling you get from listening to the song like it does a really good job at doing that as like honestly like the entire music video is just straight up punk rock music video stuff if you get what i mean like there's like there's like dark colors lots of darkness lots of people in like all black lots of like just really dark very edgy kind of stuff in here which is great um i also have to say as well i absolutely love the fashion concept that bm won with with in the music video as 
he it's like so emo it's ridiculous like it he literally had the whole get up when he did the music video like he he literally had the bleach blonde hair which is super emo he had like the super dark and very goth like like uh clothing clothes as well which is great so it just added to this the general like emo nature of the song which i love a lot and this overall i just love this comeback from bm as for me it took me back to the kind of music that i listened in my own childhood so this is great um i generally hope um there's more of this kind of music from bm as um to be honest just after listening to a song like this um i would be a big fan if he decided to do an ep in this kind of style um i heavily doubt he's listening to this but seriously um i feel like he could generally make an ep full of music like this so you know um hopefully uh this comeback not comeback but this debut solo debut from bm will hopefully give him like more inspiration to do more solo stuff and hopefully his future stuff will be in line with this emo pop kind of vibe as i dig it a lot and i feel like he does it incredibly well and it's also a great contrast to the stuff that he's done you know before with cards so all of this is just great and it's fantastic and I highly recommend you listen to the song and watch the music video. And in fact, I highly recommend you watch the music video as it just makes the whole experience that much more better, if you get what I mean. So yeah, um, before we move on to the next section, uh, we're going to take a quick ad break. So um, the ad is going to start now, so be back in a bit. And we're back. So if you recall from the intro of today's show you would recall that i wanted to incorporate like a news section for the k-pop roundup and it's basically going to be me just sharing like one bit of news within the k-pop world that i found to be quite interesting and notable now this so happened to be well <laughs> within the realm of mama moo as pretty notable mama moo news came out within the past 48 hours actually now if you basically haven't been following up with mamamoo and like things outside of like their music um basically um all of the members of mamamoo have been negotiating their contracts with their uh, parent company which is called rbw which is the basically the k-pop label that's basically managing them and all of the members but weigh-in have basically renewed at this point now weigh-in has been a kind of big has been kind of a big like question mark in terms of contract renewal as really no one was really sure if she was actually going to renew or not as you know some people were thinking oh maybe she might move on or might like the break up might just let the contract expire or whatnot and within this past week there was actually a rumor that she just straight up just decided to let the contract inspire expire and move on which I should also clarify that was quickly trounced by RBW, but within the past 48 hours, um, the company has made a statement regarding weigh-in and the whole contract thing and whatnot. And basically, um, what has occurred is basically that weigh-in has re-signed with RBW, and I say re-signed with air quotes, as basically she has for the most part, left RBW, but she will 
participate in Mamamoo-related activities up until December 2023. And in the meantime, she'll be she'll basically have free license to pursue her own solar career and she can manage that how she sees fit through a different agency that isn't part of RBW. So basically, to give you a TLDR, basically Wei-In is still going to participate with Mamamoo up until December 2023 and she basically gets free reign to do whatever she wants in her solar career, which, to be honest, um, is quite notable to me and a very very interesting thing to happen especially in the k-pop industry as um i feel like this particular contract situation with Wayan is something that is more of an exception in the k-pop industry than a norm and it i think it ultimately comes down to how rbw is run and just the unique circumstances that both rbw and mamamoo share and there's two very unique instances um one um rbw within the realm of the k-pop industry anyway seems like a very small company like like if you compare rbw to a big three company like sm or jyp like uh it's kind of obvious to see which one's the bigger company if that makes sense so there's that and the second thing that makes this whole situation unique is that basically when you think about it, Mamamoo is probably the main reason why most people know about RBW. And I think you could reasonably say that Mamamoo is, you know, single-handedly responsible for the international and domestic attention that RBW is having now as Mamamoo has become just a powerhouse group within the past seven years or so. So in that context, you could argue that Mamamoo basically has all the leverage when it comes to contract negotiations as they can basically say whatever, like what they want. And RBW, no matter how, you know, how much they want to negotiate, have to, you know, negotiate up to what, what, Mumio, Solar, Kwasa, and Wei and Want because they know that, you know, Mamamoo are, you know, the ones responsible for their success. So they basically have earned the right to, you know, negotiate on their own terms, if that makes sense. So with all of this said, it just creates a very unique situation when it comes to like K pop group contract renewal, as, you know, I just feel like. This whole situation would just simply not happen at a big company, if that makes sense. Like, for instance, like, look at the whole situation with Stray Kids and JYP, for example. Like, it, like, I know from the outside, like, everyone was basically kept in the dark until the very end. But, like, it just seemed like, it seemed like the idols didn't really have much say in whether or not they could, you know, continue on as a group or not. Like, it it just definitely sounded like or like see at least seemed like a a situation where they generally had no control over their own destiny if that makes sense and you know you see this sort of thing happen with other companies as well and you know to see something different happen in terms of mamamoo is honestly such a great thing 
because you know as i've already said already it this seems like something that doesn't really happen that often because you know to be totally honest like a lot of k-pop labels tend to be very you know controlling of their idols for a multitude of reasons which could honestly be another podcast episode which you know is unfortunate but that is just the reality of how the industry is sometimes and i think at this point honestly i'm just glad that you know this whole like contract situation with mamamoo hasn't like ended up in a situation where like literally like groups like gfriend have literally like poofed out of existence because the company decided to terminate everything in such an abrupt fashion like i'm honestly glad that mamamoo didn't share that fate because that generally would have been awful like you know this is kind of me like segueing segueing into what happened to gfriend but like honestly like what happened to gfriend was just so abrupt and just so sad or unfortunate as like it just seemed like everyone like everyone involved like from like the idol group itself to all the fans and just from everyone in general who's like involved in the industry was just caught off guard by what happened with gfriend and how like literally they were about to do like fan signs and whatever but then they can't anymore because they literally terminated everyone's contract and let everyone go like it just seemed like such a crazy situation so you know to see mama the whole situation with mamamoo and weigh-in be settled in such a calm and relatively peaceful way is honestly a very nice thing to see and i think going forward i think it creates a very interesting situation for mamamoo as you know the next two years are gonna be incredibly interesting as i feel like mamamoo is gonna come across a very interesting crossroad if you will and you know this is probably why they were they they had such a reminiscing like title track in their recent comeback as you know this is i think if you count this year it counts as seven years as a group and you know with the way in news it'll probably be extended for a couple more years so it'll be nine years and by that point um who knows what will happen to be honest like you know i mean weigh-in already kind of to be totally honest has one foot out the door already as she's she's like actively like looking for other agencies to take her in to do like solo stuff and you know at the end of the day like a lot of things can happen in two years and you know i i generally do hope this isn't like the beginning of the end for mamamoo because like that would be a mighty shame because they're a very 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 talented group of people but at the end of the day i think we do have to acknowledge that you know sometimes you know some people just want to change of direction sometimes and sometimes that might involve a drastic change and i think i think if to go back to weigh in like you know it seems like she's very passionate about doing something on her own and it seems quite clear that she wasn't gonna be able to get like the creative freedom that she wanted at rbw so she literally went out of her way to decide okay i'm gonna leave the company now in order to pursue you know my own solo artist aspirations while staying at mamamoo for the time being so you know like 
at this point, I just feel like, you know, no matter what happens, I feel like whether it be Wayan or any of the others of Mamamoo, like if they want, you know, a change of scenery in terms of, you know, career, um, you know, even if it means the end of Mamamoo, I feel like at the end of the day, I think fans and I think everyone in general should just respect their decision because at the end of the day, this is ultimately what they want. And, you know, sometimes some good things do come to an end sometimes. And, you know, sometimes, you know, things just change. And, you know, change sometimes just sucks a lot. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's necessary sometimes. So, you know, there's that to look forward to. I mean, God, I hate for this to be ending on such a depressing note. But, you know, I think... I think a way to look at this kind of situation is to just be very happy that, you know, all the members of Mamamoo, like, not just way, not just, like, way in because, you know, she's the one who's, like, featured in this particular case, but, you know, just be happy that all of the members of Mamamoo can literally, like, dictate what they want to do on their own terms, you know? Like, I I've already mentioned this already, but, like, you know, for... A lot of K-pop idols out there, they don't really get the chance to do what Mamamoo can do in terms of, you know, dictating their own destiny, if you will. So, you know, I'm just honestly really happy that, you know, they're able to have this kind of opportunity. And I think also, I think we also have to give props to, you know, Mamamoo's company and RBW for, you know, letting their artists literally, you know, decide how they want to, you know, live their lives professionally. Like, you know, I can't imagine this whole, like, contract situation is, you know, easy for them. As, you know, literally at the end of the day, like, they're risking literally, you know, they're one of their most popular groups ever to basically end because, you know, the members of the group just want something else you know what i mean like it i can't imagine it's easy for anyone involved so you know I, I i feel like at this point you just have to give a lot of respect to rbw for you know letting you know letting mamamoo basically decide for themselves what they want to do and allowing you know change to happen if one of the members you know want it and you know i think we also have to comment as well that you know They've managed to basically negotiate a pretty sweet deal when you think about it. As, you know, Wei-In basically gets to do what she wants. And RBW gets to basically keep Mamamoo together for at least a couple more years. Which I think, when you think about it, is honestly a win-win for everyone involved. So, you know, all of this is great. And I think if you're kind of dreading the potential the potential scenario of like weighing like leaving Mamamoo permanently in like two years. I think instead you should just think about all of the potential good times that you might get to experience with Mamamoo as a group in the meantime, you know? Like two years is still a pretty long time in terms of K-pop. So, you know, there's still opportunities for more music out there and who knows? Um, maybe Wayan might just decide to just stick around with Mamamoo and just do the whole like solo stuff thing on the side you know what i mean so you know i don't think there's really a reason to be like dour about 
this whole situation and this instead just be just happy for everyone as you know no one's like getting like emotionally or physically harmed in this situation it's all gonna turn out just fine you get what i mean so yeah um on that ranty note um this basically wraps up this week's episode of the k-pop roundup um i really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and you know also i should like add in this um since I've basically added this news section in the podcast. Do let me know if you guys like this section of the podcast as this is like a kind of an experimental thing that I'm trying out for the K-pop roundup. And I do want to get some feedback if you guys like it or you don't like it. So uh, if you guys have any feedback on the way this whole show has been functioning today, um, do let me know. As I will generally do take in your suggestions if you have any suggestions to how to like further improve this show. So yeah, um, yeah, so there's that. But um, I think other than that, that's about it for this week's episode. So um, wherever you are in this gigantic world of ours, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed and be sure to tune in for another K-pop roundup next week. But until then, this is Gian from K-pop Rama signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye. Aloha.